Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. This is the Thrive Bites podcast, and welcome to season five. Here we talk about three things, plant-powered living, enhancing emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And I interview the most passionate guests here, ranging from physicians to coaches to dietitians to entrepreneurs. And my hope is to give you really informative and high-valued conversations. So please Follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you hear your podcasts. Come on in, and I can't wait to see you inside. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. Um, thank you so much for joining us. On this episode, I am joined by my good friend and colleague, David Gibson, and uh, he is a light is probably the best way I can describe them. On this episode, we go into the deeper dives of what it means uh, to personally develop yourself. Um, how do we define what is a serv- servant leader? Um, what does it take to kind of find your identity and your voice and how to use that and leverage that to help others? Um, it is a very... Uh, thought-provoking um, and genuine and authentic conversation. Um, and I think you're going to take away a lot of uh, points for yourself to be able to further continue that growth process. So I don't want you to miss it. Uh, so definitely stay tuned. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu. And thank you so much for being here with us. You could be anywhere in the world and you decided to spend a few moments with us and I am greatly, greatly, eternally grateful uh, for you uh, being here with us. I have a wonderful, wonderful episode for you guys, um, a really you know, dynamic speaker, great friend of mine. Um, his name is David Gibson and he is a thought-provoking author. Uh, speaker, uh, storyteller, coach, and dedicated servant leader. And definitely want to get, get more into that. Um, he has a very contagious and infectious enthusiasm that is felt by everyone that he connects to. And he has a very practical uh, slash creative approach um, in talking about leadership, personal development, um, empathy, um, to really uh, empower others uh, to live their extraordinary lies. And he is the CEO of uh, his personal development business, Elevation is a Must. And uh, he guides leaders um, on how to uh, you know, envision greater uh, possibilities um, and making them into uh, reality. So uh, without further ado, can't wait to get more into that. Please welcome David Gibson. Hey, brother. <laughs> Good day to you, Colin, man. How's things going, man? Oh, man. Like we were talking about offline every day, you know, above ground is a good day. So um, I am super stoked that you're here, brother. Um, You know, it's been a long time coming. Just, uh, you know, we connected last year and, uh, you know, on on my uh, my end of things. And here you are again. And why don't you share with us uh, where you're calling from? I am calling from Indianapolis, Indiana, aka Nap Town. Shout out to everybody okay. out there in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I didn't grow up in the Midwest, so I got to learn this lingo. So, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so you, um, I love what you do, and I can't wait to kind of you know share and go deeper into you know the nuances of you know how you 
kind of uh, create and um, exemplify, you know, not just yourself, but as a professional, um, whether it's an intimate setting, whether it's on the world stage um, and everything in between. I love what you do. And so I love, you know, going into uh, my guest's origin story. And I want to start off by, you know, just asking the first question, because we are talking about your bio, that you're a dedicated servant leader. I want to start off with there. What is that exactly? And how does one decide to do that? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. You know, the, the way I would define a servant leader is essentially you're placing yourself in a position where you can add value to others while you are leading yourself towards your destiny. Um, you're identifying your gifts, your talents, your unique abilities, and then fully understanding how you can use those and package those in ways that will enhance the lives of others. And in order for us to do that, you got to start from within, right? You know, my goal with everything that I do is to assist individuals in becoming self-motivated, independent thinkers that are self-reliant and positive contributing members in the world in which we live. And that's a process in, in and of itself mm -hmm. where we have to learn to in investigate who we are, identifying limiting beliefs, fears, insecurities, and doubts, some trauma from our past and heal from those experiences. And most importantly, step boldly into our personal power so that we can live the life that we truly envision. And it takes time. It takes diligence. It takes the willingness to sacrifice who you are now for who you can become. Mm. But the rewards are definitely worth it, right? It's a process that's involved with us really investing the time to evolve and to grow. But essentially, what's on the other side of that pain that may come from that growth is something amazing. Because again, you'll be placing yourself in a position where you can add value to your family, to your relationships, to your community. And most importantly, the people that you're destined to serve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great, you know, great definition. And I like, um, you know, the internal process, the very, you know, self-reflective, introspective process. That's something that I've personally have been doing for the past, like, like 11 years. Um, you know, I can actually remember, you know, where I was at that time. And, um, you know, I definitely want to go more into this later. Sometimes I, I, maybe it's different for you, but it's, you know, you mentioned trauma, right? I think as human beings, you know, we all suffer on some level, shape or form, some level of trauma. And um, it's about, you know, the difference is, is about, you know, uh, from my perspective is identifying what that is and then, you know, learning what to do with it, the lessons that you learn, and then how do you use that at the end of the yeah. day? And it seems like, you know, you've, you know, created almost like a whole, you know, God, what's what's the word a catalog of you know mental you know type of uh you know visionary like type of tool tools you know like a whole toolbox to be able to kind of showcase for others so my next question to you is you know how did that come about for you you know what were the defining moments from your past that you've decided that you know what instead of me just learning for myself and learning to continue to grow and evolve on myself that I can actually use these tools to help others. Like what, what were those like, defining moments, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, it, it really was like those inner conflicts um, that, that I was having in the personal 
personal breakthroughs that I was experiencing. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Colin, I mean, all of us have experienced some form of trauma. Each and every single one of us deal with adverse situations and circumstances. Uh, we, we have trouble in trials and tribulations. I mean, the list can go on on those character character building moments, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it takes a new perspective to be able to see your hardest times as something that can be of value to you. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know that well-known quote that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. It's a process in gaining that perception and, and, and having that perspective on a continuous basis. But for me, it was really just dealing with mental health issues, um, dealing with the lack of, of, of significance that I felt the lack Mm -hmm. of purpose, um, that would really just haunt me within my mind, me navigating that um, effectively and identifying that, yes, I do too carry value. I do too have a purpose. I do too have a destiny that I can fulfill. I can make a difference in the world in which I live and the people that I surround myself with. Me understanding that really helped amplify that message for me. And for me, it was, it was, it was a lot of time that was wasted thinking that I was less than, inferior, mm-hmm. inadequate, not enough, lacking mm-hmm. purpose, or not a purpose at all, only to find out that the lies that I was believing were really an indication of how great I truly am, right? Mm-hmm. And I think many people often neglect to see that what comes after you is often an indication of what's within you, right? So for me, I had to begin to look at the lies that my mind was producing or this negative energy that I was experiencing. And I challenged them and I started to see positive consequences, positive results. An example of this is for so many years, Colin, I had convinced myself that my words did not carry value, that no one wanted to tune into what I had to say, that, you know, I had no significance. And if I spoke in front of others, I would embarrass myself. And I went on and on for many years replaying this narrative in my mind, right? And this was nothing but a lie. I think it was Hitler that said, if you tell a lie big enough, loud enough, and long enough, sooner than later, you'll begin to believe it. And I adopted this limited belief system only to find out later on when I was in my 20s that really me opening up my mouth was the gateway to my purpose, the gateway to something that I'm passionate about, and the gateway to me using this gift in order to inspire others and those that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are very, very powerful. Um, I think, you know, like we were talking about before, um, you know, the the different pain points and the frustrations that we go through, it's hard enough. Um, I don't know about yourself, you know, um, you know, it seems like you've gathered, you know, uh, people that helped you along the way, teachers, mentors, you know, really trusted friends, right? And, you know, I just think that these types of things, the self, you know, development part of it, the personal development part of it is just not taught, right? And I don't know why. Um, I think, uh, you know, in this age, as we're, you know, sharing more and more, you know, quote, unquote, knowledge and wisdom that, you know, things are exchanged, uh, exchanged a lot faster. But for me, similar to you, um, 
I had to I had to really really dig deep, and that process in and it itself um, was very very painful, you know. And it's a continuation, it's a practice. There's no like end goal or destination. We've arrived type of feeling, right? It's a continuous basis. And so, you know, did you have uh, teachers along the way? Um, you know, people that represented very very firm mile markers that kind of helped you, or did you turn to you know books or you know just more, um, I guess, um, you know, just not human elements, you know, or was it a combination of all of that? It was a combination of all of that, but I will preface by saying this. It was a challenge for me to express how I was feeling, right? Because let's keep it real. We, we live in a society, Colin, where it's difficult for men to begin to talk about their inner experience, Right. Because as a child, we've been conditioned to divorce ourselves from our feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, grown men don't cry. Uh, Why are you upset? You know, bottle that in. You know, I mean, we 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 have been taught and conditioned and negatively programmed that it is not okay to express how you feel, especially if these emotions, quote unquote, can be considered weak. So for many years. Like I held that to me, you know, to to my heart and really was like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to express how I feel. I'm not going to talk about it. And as you know, you know, doing that can do more harm than it will good because you're Mm -hmm. bottling those negative emotions within you. And emotions are not dictators, they're indicators, right? Like they indicate what's happening from within, how we're perceiving and processing the world around us and the information that our experiences are giving us. So if we never vocalize or express how we're feeling, all of that is just being bottled up. Mm -hmm. And typically what happens is, something sparks within our life and then we explode, right? Like you can, you can experience a meltdown. Um, you know, you're experiencing high levels of depression or anxiety, panic attacks and things of that nature. And for me, again, it was just really giving myself permission to just open myself up to others. It took a while, you know, connecting with peers, people that I trusted, uh, family members. And then also, like you mentioned, finding a mentor, whether it be someone that you meet in person or a virtual mentor, reading mm-hmm. their books, listening to their podcasts, you know, watching YouTube videos that describe their journey to help you understand that you're not in this thing that we call life all by yourself. And the emotions that you experience, you're not alone in experiencing them. There's mm-hmm. people that experience them on the regular, and this is what they do to overcome them. This is what mm-hmm. they do to process the information effectively in ways that they can place mind over matter and not allow those negative emotions to influence them in ways where they're unhappy, where they're depressed, where they're anxious, where they feel hopeless and powerless, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it took some time to really reach that level of thinking, but essentially the first step is being aware that, yo, I'm experiencing something that's not normal, but mm-hmm. it's okay for me not to be okay. What I need to do is figure out how I can get better, figure out how I can learn from this experience, and like you mentioned earlier, figure out how I can find value in this experience to share with others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the two biggest things that you mentioned was um, you know, just identifying that, right? And then, you know, having a solution, you know, because a lot of us, you know, we are 
in a way, figuratively, just stumbling, right? And when you don't have the the blessings and privilege of finding a mentor or a teacher or someone that you trust, you're basically stumbling, and it manifests, like you said, into different types of mental health issues, which you know, uh, you know, it's just becoming more and more of a highlight, you know, now, right, uh, with the pandemic and all that stuff, uh, which is unfortunate, but you know, better late than never, right? Um, but you know, it's. Uh, it's really, you know, picking up these pieces um, and putting them together, right? Um, so my question to you is, um, you know, when you've uh, done all this and it's led you to kind of create, you know, your 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 now company, and you have the the Dreamcatchers worldwide broadcasts, um, you have a speaking, you know, platform. Um, why, why is that important to create, um, as, you know, if I, if I may, you know, say like the next step of evolution to, you know, yourself as a person and a human being and a professional, I'll answer it in twofold. Number one, it's important because we have to understand that your pain, the only purpose of it was not for you to feel it. It's bigger than that. It's, it's, it's for us to convert it into power and to share with others and to even dive deeper in that concept, somebody somewhere is experiencing something that's similar to your journey, similar to your experiences. And you have the tools to provide them with in order for them to overcome that particular challenge, this particular circumstance that they find themselves in. So again, that goes back to that servant leadership, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you lead yourself out of the mud or this, this circumstance or this challenge that you're in. And then now you're demonstrating to others how to do just that, right? By mm -hmm. using what it is that you've been gifted from your negative experience, right? And again, that takes some time to reach mm -hmm. that level of perception where you understand there's value in this misfortune, but it's my personal responsibility to convert it into something positive, right? So me understanding that, that's what drives me. Like when I speak in front of an audience, I know there's someone out there that may be on the verge of giving up, not just on their goals and their dreams, but worse off on their entire life. So that in itself helps me conquer my own personal fears because now it's not about me. It's mm -hmm. about the message that I can offer, the people that I can serve. So the focus now is not on D1. It's now on how I can enhance the lives of others. And that's a game changer, right? You know, and to answer it the other fold, on the other side of the coin, you connect with the passion, right? And that gives you a sense, a purpose to really live your life according to. That's what gets you excited in the morning is what drives you. When you're connected to something that's bigger than you, when you understand whether it's your business, whether it's your platform, whether it's your social media feed, you understand that someone's tuning in and you can add value to them that's going to enhance the quality of their life. That gives an individual a mission to accomplish. And many people wonder, hey, D1, how do you get motivated? How, like, wh how, what inspires you? It's knowing that today's another opportunity for me to make a difference. Today's another opportunity for me to shine light. Because someone may be in the midst of darkness and something that I say or something that I do or essentially what I represent can shine some light in their situation and help them see things from a greater scale and help them overcome what it is they're experiencing. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've also um, talked about this um, uh, before um, about like courage and strength and uh, bravery, right? And earlier in the conversation, you had uh, mentioned how you went through uh, those experiences of feeling lack thereof or inadequate. Um, and I think, um, you know, maybe like, you know, paraphrasing Tony Robbins, where he says, like, uh, the sum of you know, uh, most, you know, human fears, right? Um, besides, you know, the natural fear biologically when we're trying to run away from something really comes down to two things. Um, basically not feeling that you are enough. And number two, um, feeling that you're, you're never going to be, you know, loved or well-loved, right? And so that, you know, for me, when I heard that, it, it definitely, uh, made a lot of sense. It connected a lot of dots and it helped me to kind of go on this pathway of, you know, showing up for myself as a human being, not all the different, you know, hats and, you know, coats that I wear and all that stuff, but, you know, really deeping, you know, really diving deep into the different layers and nuances of what it means to be human. Right. And, um, and being able to kind of fill in those gaps, you know, and by gaps, I mean, you know, those periods and instances of trauma, those periods and instances of suffering and doing my own self-work to kind of patch them up per se, you know? Um, And I think uh, that takes courage, you know, going back to courage and bravery, that takes courage and bravery. And um, to me, that's where the strength comes in. You know, the strength is taking the risk not knowing where it's going to, how it's going to manifest, what's the outcome going to be, right? That's the strength of not knowing, but still doing it, uh, you know, anyway, because like you said, someone is going to feel dark, you know, and, you know, and, and not have a way out, right? And one of the way outs for me, you know, because I, you know, have suffered through, you know, mental health issues as well, is just by taking that step, being courageous and taking that step. And uh, I would like to add on to what you're saying is that, you know, it's also not just a mission, but it's almost that, you know, because you've given yourself a platform and you decide to show up, it gives people permission to do that for themselves, right? Like you give them permission in a way, indirectly, right? Or directly, (laughs) however you want to say it, right? Um, You know, for them to also be courageous and show up, you know, um, you know, similarly. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. I just want to take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences... Uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that life was a process and learning about life was also a process and a practice and that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. 
for those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash TheChefDoc, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Thrive Bite listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash TheChefDoc, T-H-E-C-H-E-F-D-O-C. Thank you for listening, guys, and back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, I mean, it's it as you were speaking, I was reminded of I can't recall who coined this quote, but it's a well-known quote where it says our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's Marianne Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not the darkness that scares us, it's our own personal light. And yeah. I'm a paraphrase it, but she says, you know, who am I to be successful, to be beautiful, to be talented? And then she says, well, why aren't you talented? You know, who are you not? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's you that gets in your own way. Um, it's you that's dimming your light, right? And by you shining your light, you indirectly, like you mentioned, give others permission to do the same. And For just sure. think about the people that inspire us, the successful entrepreneurs, the iconic leaders, the remarkable speakers, the individuals that are making an impact in our communities. You know, we are inspired by them because they're demonstrating to us what's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're demonstrating and showcasing to us what can happen when you overcome yourself. Right. That's what it really boils down to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not our problems. It's not our pain. It's not even our past. It's what we condition ourselves to believe, mm-hmm. because what we believe is essentially what shapes our identity. And our identity is what influences our behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Our behavior essentially is what creates the results and the outcomes that we experience. If mm-hmm. we don't like what we're experiencing, we have to change how we behave by adjusting what we believe by reshaping how we identify ourselves to be. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, it's, it's It starts with what you're saying to yourself, what you believe about yourself, how you define yourself, who you permit and allow to define you. Like most people mm-hmm. are defining their life based upon their mistakes. 
defining themselves based upon their current competence or the current situation or circumstance, right? And this can limit your potential. No, our abilities and capabilities are not determined by essentially the right now. It's determined by how you define yourself to be, who you define yourself to be. So if we can upgrade our identity, we can upgrade our lives. And that's where mm-hmm. it begins. But of course, I say all that, it's easier said than done, right? Sure. It takes some For time sure. to begin to For unpack. Sure. Like, this is why I get nervous around people, or this is why I'm afraid to speak in public, or this is why I'm afraid to take that step, or this is why I'm afraid to be in a relationship, or this is why I'm afraid to connect with others. There may be some issue that I have internally where something happened in my past, and now that's really influencing what I believe, how I see myself, how I view other people. It takes work takes time. But again, when you put in that work and you invest in yourself and you upgrade your identity, that right there will transform your life. For sure. For sure. Definitely. And as you're saying that, um, I was thinking of um, kind of like a dartboard, you know, um, you know, uh, <laughs> in college, you know, it's just one of those things that you do, you know, while drinking, right? You throw some darts, but it's a, it's a target, right? There's like a center and there's rings around it. Or one of my favorite symbols is a ripple in, in a pond or a lake, right? Um, that has forward progression, but it stems from a single source, right? Whether it's a drop of water or like a pebble or something. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, uh, symbols. And uh, it's exactly what you just said. You know, you made those connections about, you know, shaping and upgrading your identity and then going off of to the beliefs and then, you know, and how that influences your decisions and then thereby actions, right? Um, so, and then also you said unpack. That's, you know, a, a great way of, you know, kind of centering uh, that question of how do we, you know, do that? Um, uh, and so my next question is, in today's society, when we're faced with so much noise and distraction, right, with these latter generations of, um, you know, these generations of being born into the social media age, the information age, you know, I, I just had a good friend, um, you know, before this recording, uh, an old childhood friend, and we were reminiscing about how we didn't have any of this. We didn't even have cell phones. We had to memorize each other's landlines. And uh, when we were younger and we wanted to just play ball, you know, street ball, right? Street yeah. pickup basketball. We had to, I have to ask like my best friend's parents, you know, whether my best friend was home or not, you know what I'm saying? And and if they could come out to play ball, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was so simple, so beautiful. I was very, I, I just, I, I just fell in love. You know, I just, I was like, man, I'm so lucky that I was able to, you know, uh, experience that, you know, and, and I can only imagine how confusing you, you mentioned you have two sons, you know, I can only imagine how how even more complex in the future would be, you know, um, that we're facing. And so my question is bringing it back um, home is how does one, um, I guess, weed through that, right. To kind of get through, get to the unpacking, right. Of trying to find that voice, you know, um, or that identity, right. Like, what would you say, you know, if you had to, write a letter or do a recording to your future sons, right? Um, you know, 10 years from now, um, you know, whenever they're in their teens and they have the ability to understand and comprehend, like how, how would you, you know, what would be the first step to do that? I would say, and you bring up a very important point um, on really the direction 
that we're going as a society, right? You know, we, we've got social media, uh, technology, the metaverse, which are remarkable <laughs> tools, remarkable mm-hmm, technology, mm-hmm. but they have to have a place and we have to set boundaries, right? Because social media, of course, as great as it is, it allows us to connect with others. In fact, we connect it via social media, right? We, mm-hmm. we have communities and people that we serve on social media, relationships that are built and established through social media. It does a great job of connecting us with others, but simultaneously, it hinders us from connecting with ourselves. So I believe it's very important that we make ourselves a priority, right? You know, not not from a self-centered point of view, but really from a self-care point of view, where you carve out time, where you have the ability and the freedom to be able to connect with you. You cut off the noise, right? Cut off your cell phone, disconnect from emails, from work, whatever tasks you need to get fulfilled. Give yourself a certain amount of time. Right. Every single day, once a week, at some point in time in the month, whatever works best for you, where you can just connect with you. Right. Get centered in so you can be in your optimum state of mind to be able to process everything that life is handing you, everything that life is throwing at you. Because in this world in which we live now, Colin, I mean, we're on the go. Busy, left, right, right? You know, especially if you have a family, you're running a business, you have your team that you're working with, you have colleagues that you're building projects with, you have a community that you're constantly reaching out to and responding to emails, and then you get off work and you're going home with your significant other, you have children, you got to pick them up from school, you have a, a relationship with their teachers, and you're communicating about how things are going in school, and then you go home and you got things. I mean, the list can go on and on on how we can. It's never ending sometimes. It's a cycle, right? So we have to disrupt that cycle with some form of self-care. You know, whether it be, hey, I'm going to the salon, get my nails done, or I'm going to on, on, a, on a walk where I can just tune in with nature. Or I'm going to go on a hike. I'm just going to go train and work out at the gym. That's my mental therapy or whatever it is for you. You find what works best for you. But whatever you do, disconnect for just a moment. Just connect for just a moment, right? Like you mentioned, Colin, there was a day in time where you left the house and you couldn't be contacted until you got back. You know, they may be trying to call you and left a voicemail, but essentially that was your time. And, you know, honestly, man, I mean, when I think about it, I think many people were in a better mental state then than they are now. Of course, I was younger, you know, a few years back, 10, 15 years ago, but really just looking at how things were run as a society Mm -hmm. is concerned, it just seemed as if like the things that we have going on through social media, I don't know if it just puts a spotlight on many of the challenges that we face for society, or essentially these things were birthed through the evolution of time. But nonetheless, I mean, there's scientific, scientific evidence that proves really just disconnecting from social media will increase and enhance your mental health, right? Your self-esteem. Um, it reduces anxiety. Many people compare and contrast what they're doing and who they are to other people. You know, when we're working on technology, that stresses us out because our mind is just locked in on a screen, you know, it dials our mind into that fight or flight system. Uh, but again, just doing what you can to really just have some thinking time, disconnecting from everything and really connecting with yourself, that in itself will improve the quality of, of your life tremendously, tremendously. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also, I would you know love to add as well is that you know even beyond uh, bef- even beyond or before these technologies and the information age that we came into, um, even noise can come in and distractions can come in the form of people, yeah. right? Or you know news, or you know just different things that can easily you know just make that uh, what do you call it like monkey brain or you know this yeah. chatterbox, and then you yourself form your own you know uh, narrative. Um, and so, uh, and maybe you can help me out uh, with this quote um, or or uh, this quote where I heard that um, you know you are you know the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, for sure. And so in a way, upgrading can also be in the form of the circle, that social circle, whether it's family, friends, colleagues that you keep, right? And as I've gotten older over time, I've realized that, you know, I kind of have to think about and reevaluate and reassess the circle, right? Based off of like we were talking about, you know, based off of how I feel, where I'm at, you know, during that period of time, whether it's, you know, uh, I talk a lot about relationships, not just in romantic sense, but in terms of platonic professional and how it's also still a relationship. And it's also what I consider a two-way street. So it's like, you know, you could do a lot of work, but if that other person doesn't do the work um, or doesn't show up or contribute, you know, in some way, then it's not really a relationship anymore, you know? And I find that, I don't know about you, Dave, um, I find that it kind of takes for me, you know? It's like, you know, when you do too much or you kind of overextend yourself, you know? Um, So it's important to even, you know, uh, reevaluate that circle, those, you know, the people that you keep in company. Wouldn't you agree? I strongly agree. And, and really a quote that I live my life by is understanding that the quality of our life is largely determined by the quality of our relationships, right? Like sure. the, the nail on the head as you're talking about the people that we surround ourselves with, uh, because even when we're unaware of this, we're adopting and being programmed by the Mm. people that we converse with on a continuous basis. You know, a lot of times their fears can be projected onto us. Their way of thinking can be adopted by us. Their biases, uh, we can begin to pick those things up. And Mm. that's why it's very important that we're mindful of who we surround ourselves with. I Mm -hmm. encourage many people to surround yourself with people that are self-motivated, people that are grateful, people that are purpose-driven, people that Mm -hmm. are ambitious, because again, what they have and those characteristics are gonna rub off on you. And again, to highlight that quote, that the quality of our life is largely to depend upon our, our relationships and the quality of those relationships. You also mentioned briefly how, like we're in a relationship with everything. Everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Not just people. We're in relationships with food, the things that we consume, mm-hmm. right? Like many people need to invest in developing that relationship. Uh, we're in relationships with money, right? There may be some mm-hmm. people, like I know people that make a large amount of money, but then they spend it because they have no great relationship with that money, you know? So uh, we have to begin to look at every relationship that we're in, including the most important relationship, right? which is with yourself. You're in a relationship with you. How are you communicating to yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? How do you treat yourself? Are you making yourself a priority? Are you investing in your physical health, 
your health and well-being? Are you investing in your mental health, right? You know, you want to curate a relationship in a way where it's helping you get better and grow into everything that you were created to become. But again, to answer that question, yes, our relationships are key to our mm-hmm. success. Whatever success is for you, you, mm-hmm. you have to begin to look at what you're in relationship with and is that relationship helping you move closer to where you want to be or hindering you from getting to where you want to go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, this podcast is all about, you know, actionable items. So, and you've touched upon this some as well, but what would you say for people that are watching and listening, you know, would be five daily actionable habits? You know, you've touched upon a, a few of them before that they can do to kind of either you know, quote unquote, upgrade themselves, right? That identity or finding that voice, right? Or, you know, kind of weeding through the noise and distraction. Like, have you, you know, uh, do you have five actionable habits that people can start implementing, you know, on a daily basis? Yeah, let me, let me put this disclaimer, or I'll preface my answer by saying this. First and foremost, you have to find what works best for you. Right. You know, we, we hear many people talk about different strategies that will improve the quality of your life. Essentially, the one that's going to help you is the one that you're going to do consistently. So you have to identify and explore what's going to work best for you. Some some things that I would suggest and encourage individuals to adopt or subscribe to first and foremost is meditation. Um, you know, meditation is definitely going to help increase your awareness, uh, become more mindful of what you're thinking and the emotions that you're experiencing, which is going to develop that muscle from within to be able to resist any negative mo- emotions from influencing you in a negative way. Um, another thing is, I mean, walking, getting out, being active, uh, you know, exercising on a continuous basis. I mean, as you preach, Colin, I mean, our, our body is designed to move. Uh, mm-hmm. from a biological standpoint, right? So when we are doing what our DNA expects, uh, we, we set ourselves up uh, to better our gut health, our metabolic health, our mm-hmm. mental health. You know, every system in our body um, is, is really leaning on us to do what we've been created to do. So staying active, um, again, surrounding yourself with amazing people, maybe finding an accountability partner that you can share your goals with um, and, and that can encourage you on a consistent basis. Um, speaking affirmations is going to help you reprogram your subconscious. Speaking with emotions and conviction about who you are and what you're aiming to accomplish and experience. Really practicing gratitude as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, taking time out to focus on the things that bring you joy, that get you excited, that promote love and compassion for others. Uh, really taking time out to direct your attention towards those things can improve the quality of your life dramatically. I mean, there's studies out there that talk about how really a, a, a gratitude practice is as effective um, as some prescription pills for, you know, individuals that are struggling with depression. Uh, you know, just shifting your focus and your attention can create a different type of energy within you uh, that can put you in a different mental state. And then also developing a morning routine um, that works best for you, you know, including some of those things that we just mentioned, whether it be visualization, meditation, um, prayer, devotion, reading, journaling, um, speaking your affirmations, find what works best for you. And then another thing that really has been a game changer for me is developing an effective night and evening routine. 
Mm. There's three questions that I ask myself every single evening that help boost my self-esteem, that help me identify the areas where I'm growing and improving, and help me stay aligned with serving others. Question number one that I ask myself, what did I learn and how did I grow? Okay. Question number two, how was I recognized today? And what I mean by recognize, a lot of times we often feel like, man, nobody recognizes me. Nobody shows me love. I realize like, hey, man, that young lady that gave you a smile as you were walking into the grocery store, she was being nice and kind to you. Or that gentleman that opened up the door as you were walking into the bank, he recognized you. Celebrate that, right? And the third question that I ask is, what contribution did I make? Knowing that, hey, I made a difference today. Like when you're laying down, knowing you grew, you improved, you learned something new, somebody recognized you, they gave you a compliment of some sort, and then you contributed to the lives of others, that enhances our self-esteem. And doing that on a consistent basis, what you're doing is you're making deposits into your confidence, deposits into your bank account of self-esteem. So when the difficult times arise, right, when negativity or discouragement often comes in, what does it do? It tries to put us on this inward focus, thinking negatively about who we are, what's not working in our life, how we're not good enough. We can fall back on those experiences that we've reflected on, on a daily basis that, yes, I've grown. I'm not where I used to be. I may not be where I want to be, but I've evolved. People recognize me. They show me love. I carry significance. I carry worth. And I continue to contribute to the lives of others, meaning I matter. These are some practices that will definitely enhance the way that we think and the way that we show up on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's uh, that was beautiful. Now, would you say uh, the bank of you know self esteem? Would you say like the dividends and the ROI be uh, you know uh, those comments and feedbacks you know that come you know come back to you of how you know you touched and kind of, uh, you know, turn on that light bulb for someone else? Would you call that the quote unquote dividends and ROI? <laughs> yeah. And, and and I would, that's a thin line to cross. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to be clear here. Right. And I, I like how you're using that metaphor. I would say the dividends would come from the compliments that may come from others, but the mm-hmm. deposit comes from within because mm-hmm. if I, if I bank, my self-esteem or what other people think about me, what other people say about me. Now I'm in a vulnerable, vulnerable position where now this person determines what I believe and see, see in myself. Mm -hmm. Right. You give them, you give them power. I'm giving them power to dictate how I view who I am, my Mm -hmm. worth, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially the deposits that you make, that should be the foundation of your self-esteem. And keep in mind, we will only rise to the level of success that our self-esteem can absorb. So we have to make it our personal responsibility to encourage ourselves, to speak life over ourselves, to make it a habit of really enhancing our confidence with the words in which we communicate from within, with the self-talk. And then essentially what other people say should be something that complements what it is that we've already told about ourselves or spoken mm-hmm. of ourselves. It, mm-hmm. it it should it shouldn't be something. I'm looking for the proper word. It's a cherry on top. It's a yeah. I mean, it should, it's a cherry on top. It's the it's the it's the nice to have, but yeah, not the you know, it's not the necessary. You know, like brick and mortar of that foundation. It's a nice to have. You know, so it's dangerous territory to position. It's so different. So dangerous. I am now 
seeking validation from others. Mm-hmm. And we see this day mm-hmm. in and day out on social media. If I oh, <laughs> X amount of likes, right? Or if people don't share this post or if I yeah. get X amount of views, then man, I suck. I, I'm, I'm horrible. Honestly, horrible. no one wins between those two parties. <laughs> the only entity that wins is the social media the because algorithm. it's the vehicle. Yeah, it's the algorithm because it's the vehicle that drives it, right? Yeah. And I don't think social media's you know, intention you know, because you, there's so many of these like documentaries that are coming out, you know, to, to really like create these types of mental health issues. Yeah. But like you said, there's a cost. It could be seen. It could be the way I see it is you can use it at, you can leverage it as a tool yeah. or, you know, if you don't, it's going to leverage you, you know, and it's kind of coming back to what we were saying about being mindful and about being aware of what's going on. You know, the average of the, the five people you surround, just imagine your five people that you surround yourself with. It is very, very challenging to take yourself out of yourself yeah. to look at from a, from a, you know, outside looking in kind of like, you know, you're holding up a slow go snow globe and you're seeing yourself being surrounded by these five people and you're, you're watching all these different interactions that's happened over time, mm-hmm. positive and negative, and then deciding, wow, this is how it's affected me. And this is, or this is how it's influenced me. That's very challenging. But yeah. like you said, it, it takes an incredible amount of work. You know, it's that, you know, to me, wisdom is the application of knowledge. You know, it's the application of those, you know, uh, lived experiences. Yeah, I strongly agree. And again, it's, it's a, it just shows that you and I and individuals are in this space. We got work to do. Um, work you know, to do. <laughs> not only in our own personal view and perception and perspective, but, you know, in the lives of, the people that we serve, um, because like you mentioned, I mean, they have psychologists and scientists that study human behavior and they have strategies and, and methods to keep you addicted with these processes and the algorithm and to stay on top of these apps or not on top, but on these apps. Um, and, and, and as we both know, that can be detrimental uh, not only to your mental health, but your physical health, because of course mm-hmm. we're holistic beings. Yeah. You know, what we think from an emotional standpoint will impact how we show up. You know, uh, our bodies and 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 our our diet. You know, our digestive system. So it's it's important that we're aware of it, right? So I think aware. that's the key. Is is becoming aware of what's influencing you becoming aware of what is impacting you, particularly in a negative way and promoting more of the things that impact you in a positive way that Mm -hmm. make you feel free, that Mm -hmm. boost your self-esteem, that enhance your confidence, that make you feel Mm -hmm. good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then again, being aware of those moments when you know, Hey, something's off, Uh, you know, something really isn't, isn't where it needs to be. And like I mentioned Mm -hmm. at the top of this conversation, I think this is something that many people often overlook. Mm-hmm. You know, emotions are not dictators, they're indicators. I love Most it. People mm-hmm. approach their, their emotions in ways where they allow them to dictate how they show up. They allow them to dictate what they believe and what they think. And, mm-hmm. you know, God has given us these emotions to experience everything that life has to offer. Mm-hmm. Like, what would your concert, your favorite artist be like if you really just didn't experience emotion when you were listening to their music? 
you know, like food, when, when you eat your favorite <laughs> meal, if everything just tasted the same and then you were just yeah. at a mon- like a robotic state. Like bland, bland, mundane experience. Exactly. You know, so there, there's, these emotions are adding to the life that we are living, both the good and the ones that are challenging. I don't like to say bad emotions because every single emotion carries a yes. purpose. It has information for us to process. It's up to us to process it effectively and in ways that help us grow that help Mm -hmm. us evolve. Like when Mm -hmm. we're angry, there may be something that's really rubbing you the wrong way. Identify what it is, right? And then begin to use it in ways that help you grow and improve. Same Mm -hmm. way when you feel love, right? Why do I feel love? What what makes me feel this 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 heart, this warm heart, or you know, what gets me excited? I want more of that. Identify Mm -hmm. what it is so you can create more of it. Right. Mm. So I think really just being able to have a new level of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. where we're able to process things more effectively. And that's going to put us in a position where we can make sound decisions, right? Mm. Decisions that are aligned with our vision, our purpose, and our goals. Mm. I love it. I love it. Um, we can go on forever. I will add one last thing would be, you know, what I've also learned over time is the actual, you know, cup, the capacity of the cup that you're trying to fill, even the bank, there's a certain capacity, right? And to not take on more, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, than you can handle, you know, like we as Americans love to juggle so many different, you know, pieces of work and projects. Um, but it can be stressful. And I think it's the same thing with people, right, that you keep in that circle, um, you know, with the with what you can handle. So I think that also, you know, because you were talking about all these great, um, you know, positive uh, emotions to, you know, strive for, and, you know, how to go about it, but it's important to kind of replace it, you know, almost in a way, you know, if you have a negative type of action or behavior to replace it with a more positive, you know, habit or behavior. Um, But I also think that, you know, to not take on too much um, as well, you know, um, as busy Americans, I think that, you know, we do take on a lot. So it can just mean figure figuratively and metaphorically as well. So yeah. I think it's, it's important that we identify where we are at our best. You know, I, I was coaching some clients not too long ago and I was informing them, of course, this is something that we all know, but we, we often overlook it or neglect to acknowledge it. And that is that we can do anything, but we can't do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Using this particular example, I love it. This was yeah. a business owner and he had an opportunity to add some some type of service at to his business. He was looking to scale. And I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, can you do it? And he was like, Oh yeah, I, I can do it. And I said, well, you know, you're not you're not getting what I'm asking you. Like, do you you really have the ability to do it. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you have the bandwidth? Do, do you have the energy? Like, like, do you have the, the, the assistance? Because you're going to have to have someone tag team with you on this particular project. And as he began to think about it, he was like, man, you're right. And I'm like, really, man, you have to protect your energy by any means necessary. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to protect your focus. You have to protect your peace because peace is priceless, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we have to identify that and be aware of that and begin to leverage that in ways where, again, we're setting boundaries and we're fully understanding and comprehending, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at our best and where we need to devote our time, our energy, mm-hmm. and our resources. 
other words, otherwise, what will happen is we'll stretch ourselves so far that we're not effective. You know, exactly. Like we're, we're we're not really making the progress that we could be making because it's almost like we gotta have our hands on everything, right? It's like me grabbing this bottle of water that's to my left, and I'm trying to grab it with a pinky, I'm trying to grab it with <laughs> this finger here, right? It, I can't really do it, but if I can mm -hmm. use all of these fingers here, I can grab this thing and get a grip on it and control mm -hmm. it the way I choose, right? And mm -hmm. that's the same is true for. Whatever you're working towards, whatever you're aiming to build, ask yourself, what can I be most effective at? What what am I unique with, right? Like, what can I do better than others that really is a challenge for other people? And it's something that I've been gifted to do. Direct your attention towards that. Focus your energy towards that. That's your element. Stay in your lane. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, as from a business perspective, you can add people that can complement your traits, your characteristics and your skills. And you develop a team to get the mission accomplished. But if you're trying to do it all by yourself, you'll drain yourself, you'll wear yourself out and essentially you'll be burnt. And the passion that you once had no longer will be there because <laughs> I'm just doing everything. My hand is over here. I have no time to rest and get a break. And this is just wearing me out. That can be applied to something as our concept of multitasking. I don't think it's real, to be honest. We do something called task switching. If you ever read the book, uh, The One Thing, and uh, it's kind of like a computer, phenomenal book. And um, yeah, it's uh, man, it can be applied to so many different things for us, you know, physicians, it's decision fatigue, it's compassion fatigue. It's uh, trying to, you know, do everything once my mother, I'll, I'll end this by saying my mother gave me a really, really great uh, analogy. Um, because early in my career, I just wanted to get gar, you know, uh, gather all these certifications and degrees and, you know, just just want to you know, just absorb everything, you know, try to be quote unquote, the best, right. Trying to be, you know, up on par with my peers. And she said to me, she's like, son, you know, what you're doing is the equivalent of you reaching out with your hand and you're trying to grab and hold on to every morsel of uh, sand. It's trying to grab sand and trying to, you know, and if you try to grab sand, everything falls out. You can't grab it all. You can't grab it all. And I was like, wow, that was such a powerful analogy for me to understand that I want to do everything. I really wish. I kept keep telling people, I was like, I got I wish I could clone myself. I was like, where's Elon Musk? And I was like, why can't we like clone ourselves so I can assign every single person to do some sort of task? Yeah. But it's like you said, stay in the lane, but not necessarily, you know like be like stay like not just be in a box per se but yeah. focus on what you're good at right focus on what you know you're very talented at so yeah. all right so with that right there uh we can go on forever how do people reach out to you what do you have going on um tell us how we can find out more about who you know david gibson is elevation is a must you know how do people reach out to you well, the easiest way, uh, the website is elevationisamust.com. Um, on the website, there's a variety of different resources that are available for free um, that you can download, some mindset guides, some practices that would improve the quality of your life, um, as well as connect with me via social media for daily inspiration and some strategies and insights that you can apply to your life that will help you improve uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, professionally um, in all areas of your life. And I'm available at A, not A, but at D1 <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> 
at D1 Gibson. Again, that's pretty much on all platforms. YouTube.com. Um, I have a daily broadcast that I do called the Dream Catches Worldwide Broadcast, where I share some insights and strategies uh, via live stream. Uh, so we have a great community that tunes in on the regular uh, of a common, you know, like-minded individuals that share a common goal to become the best version of themselves. So that's another way to connect. And then also be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I've got all this stuff in the back. I actually just got back from a shoot. We're working on a <laughs> a um, docu-series uh, on small businesses, nice. really sharing the stories of small business owners for two reasons. Uh, again, to highlight many of the small businesses um, in this particular area, and we'll be traveling as well uh, to a variety of different small businesses. That's one key point. But then the second one is to give viewers an inside access of the mindset, the belief system, and the process that's involved with taking an idea that starts in your mind and making it real in your life. Like really that process that's involved with, hey, here's the desire. And now we have a physical product. Now we have this service that we're providing. Now we have an actual concept. Because I have found that many people have great ideas, right? And they're gifted, mm -hmm. they're talented, they're qualified, but they don't get out of their own way. And we often come up with reasons to justify our lack of action or our lack of execution. We often think that we can't gain access to certain things, that we couldn't accomplish certain things. And really seeing and hearing the stories of others and being aware that they're too, they too are dealing with challenges and adverse conditions and they don't have it all together. That mm -hmm. inspires us to recognize that, yo, maybe I can do this. So that's the mission of this specific docu-series. And I'm excited uh, for the launch. We'll be launching it in a couple of weeks. So be sure mm -hmm. to subscribe and, you know, to stay up to date with everything that's coming in that project. Is the docu-series going to be on the YouTube channel? It's on the YouTube channel. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I can't wait for that. And, uh, you know, can't wait to share that, you know, with our audiences as well. Yeah. David, thank you so, so much, brother. Pleasure, means, bro. means, means the world to me. Um, hopefully one day we can, you know, cross paths in person, you know, yeah. you and me, you and me and Meg and, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend that connected us. And uh, yeah, man, you continue to stay humble doing what you're doing. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time out um, and, you know, sharing, you know, some really, really deep thought provoking, um, you know, just just everyday processes, even myself to, to continue, you know, just, you know, practicing and applying, you know, and being aware of those reminders, yeah. you know, it's not just once it's this repetition, right? So well, I appreciate you, Colin, man. And again, I got to shout you out as well for the phenomenal work that you are doing. Your focus is primarily on health and wellness, and you're doing an amazing job of really providing resources, providing tools, and providing strategies to help individuals enhance that area of their life. I love the work that you're doing on <laughs> social media. These interviews that you're offering now, again, it's really geared and wrapped around that foundation Right, yeah. of just improving from a holistic standpoint, health yeah. and wellness. And it's well needed, right? Like as, as you yeah. mentioned earlier in the conversation, I mean, we are in a crisis, you know, mm -hmm. a mental health crisis, an identity crisis. People are struggling within and many people don't have the resources, don't know what mm -hmm. direction to turn. So individuals like you that are providing access, providing insights that improve the quality of their life. We need you, brother. So keep putting the <laughs> work and keep fighting the good fight, man. Um, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Sure. 
Um, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. If you like this, please like, uh, subscribe, and comment. And if you feel that this is a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until next time, please say goodbye to David. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for watching that episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this, please like, follow, and subscribe. And please follow us for the latest updates for this season, season five. And if you feel that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube. And thank you so much again. And we will see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.